0: My name is Josh Martin, and this poem is called Parts, from my chapbook, Vapor. Everywhere our pieces lie around, out of context, each one of me, maybe, or you, or something wholly unrelated, for strangers to behold, to appreciate because they see themselves in our discolored skin, the wet aching muscle, and the fractured skeletons we all seem to share with one another. The truth is that when we break, no matter where we are, what pieces we pick up to take with us, it's the parts we put together that make us, that define us on our way to finally making sense of something. When we break, we misplace a spattering of fragments, too tiny or too heavy to pick up, all those parts a part of absolutely nothing anymore, until they're found by someone else, buried under leaves, in the pockets of jeans, between cushions on couches, once missing pieces to be seen and discovered as a whole separate something.
1: Welcome to Poet Kind Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Mulder, and you just heard poet Josh Martin read a piece from his hot off the presses chapbook, Vapor. Josh joins me today on the podcast to talk about a couple of pretty amazing projects he is part of. He wears many hats, and I am so grateful to get to welcome him on today's episode, which happens to be episode two of season four. Welcome to this week's Poet Kind podcast. I am so excited to introduce you all to someone named Josh Martin. I have followed him on Instagram for a while now and he is involved in some really great things and so I'm not going to spill the beans. I'm just going to introduce him and we're going to get talking and I think you're going to get excited about what he's doing as well. Hi Josh, welcome.
0: Hi Susan, thanks for having me on. I am also uh, been following you and your podcast so I'm very excited that this is the first podcast that I've been a part of.
1: Oh, excellent. I love being um, the first one for people because it, <laughs> yeah. it, everybody has that scary first one that they worry about getting all the kinks out and, you know, get it out of the way on my podcast so that you can go on and just do great things with the next one. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, Josh, you are involved in some great things and I want you to first tell me a little bit about yourself, and then also, you know, the projects you're involved with, and we'll just go from there.
0: Sounds good. Yeah, so brief uh, background on me. i um, been writing probably for about 16 years. Um, started in high school, where I grew up in central New Jersey. Um, then I went on to, I got recruited to play lacrosse, actually, at uh, DeSales University in Lehigh Valley. And I graduated from there and then my career took me out here to Philadelphia where I live happily with my fiance Nikki, and my two cats, Jonah and Harper.
1: And I have no plans on
0: leaving. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where I'm at now. Um, Yeah, I've been uh, writing for a little bit. I think I've been writing for longer than I've not been writing at this point.
1: That's a great Um, place to be.
0: Yeah, it's a good milestone for me. (laughs)
1: Now, you are, you have uh, an editorial background, correct?
0: Yes, a, a pretty recent editorial background. I mean, I studied journalism and uh, was part of the literary magazine in college, but um, I've been writing, doing some technical writing in my career and uh, some poetry and wasn't really on the editorial side until very recently.
1: Okay. But uh, Now... One of the projects that I have just had a lot of fun following and it's kind of exploded, which has been exciting to see, is something now. Did you start Green Street poetry? Or
0: I did. Okay. Yeah. And you're right, it it has exploded.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's just in the best way
0: possible. Yeah. So Green Street I mean, it started really as it wasn't much of anything at first. I kind of just wanted to sort of reach out to my community. And by community, I mean a three block radius to see if there was any other poets who might want to meet up and talk poetry just to sort of get the gears turning again and have somebody look at my work. Um, And for about a year, you know, there was a bunch of times when I would show up to said location to meet and it would just be me. Which don't get me wrong, I got a lot of writing done, but um, you know it wasn't a sensation by any stretch of the imagination. But
1: right.
0: um, I I kept at it and kept trying to get people to come and growing an email list and posting flyers around town and getting on Nextdoor.com and reaching out to people that way. And eventually there was you know three or four of us who would meet on a regular basis. Um, I actually, two of my close friends now, uh, Sean Hanrahan and Sam Fisher, we were sort of like a little trio for probably (laughs) four or five months, give or take one or two stragglers. But, uh, you know, that was enough for us for a while. Um, Didn't have a name or anything. It was just sort of us meeting in a local library. And then one day, I guess enough people got on my email list and decided to actually come out and 14 people showed up.
1: Wow. that's and,
0: good uh, I, Yeah. I had no idea what to do with it. Uh, I was like, okay, I think we need to break up into separate groups and I guess I need to explain the format to everybody. So after that started happening, I sort of developed a sort of system and then I developed a name for it and a website and it sort of just tumbled into something greater. Um, and yeah. it's been growing and, becoming more potent of a community ever since.
1: Yeah, that's exciting to take something small like that, and you said three people, but then to just watch it organically grow into this vibrant and active community uh, that it's become, uh, that's got to feel pretty darn good.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, it's partially by accident you know it's not like we were i was trying to make it this big thing but once i realized that there was some some interest in the community and people were passionate about it i just started to you know really start focusing on making sure that the experience that i was familiar with and that you know made everybody so passionate was i could replicate it and show others and uh, i think i've developed a sort of a system and there's three or four Kind of distinct characteristics about our workshop okay. that I think is the reason people keep coming back and why it's so hard to keep going and also even harder to replicate.
1: Right, right. Now is it in any other community locations or is, is Green Street still very centralized where you are?
0: Uh, it's definitely centralized where I am. Um, okay. it's uh, my neighborhood where I live in, in Philadelphia is uh, by the art museum in Fairmount. Oh, perfect and we've location. been typically holding. Yeah, it's, it couldn't be better. Uh, typically, we hold them there. And we also have a location that we do in the latter half of each month in South Philly at the Thirsty Soul.
1: Okay. What do you think has been? Um, I mean, there's always a benefit to get together with other creatives, other writers, you, know, you develop an energy and, and um, a certain feel to how things go. But what do you think is probably the biggest thing that keeps people coming back and keeps it growing? Can you put your finger on anything in particular? I know that's kind of a tough question.
0: Uh, Yeah, no, I definitely can't because I have put a lot of thought into it because it, okay. is, it really is kind of uh, an incredible phenomenon. You know, uh, yeah. I, I think w- one of the things that really makes it special is how inclusive it is and i know that's a buzzword these days but at our workshops i feel like we take that concept to another level i mean first of all i work my ass off to make sure that our workshops are and will always remain free of charge okay so i think that removing that barrier has one been like the key differentiating factor between us and most of the other workshops in the city And it also attracts just like a more diverse range of voices and experiences that sort of give us our charm, I think. Okay. But more importantly, I think that like at our workshops, and I take pride in this, the poet laureate can be sitting across the table from somebody who wrote one poem in high school once and wants to see what people think of it. And at that table, in that moment, everyone has a voice and a story that's worth listening to. And yeah. nobody is sort of like an expert or sort of the the authority in the room. And I think by setting up that environment and that atmosphere, people who may not have otherwise had the confidence to identify as a poet, all yeah. of a sudden have, have this sort of uh, validation that they are an artist and they are a poet. And Even if they haven't refined their style yet, people want to hear what they have to say. And that sort of intensely, almost grotesquely encouraging environment is sort of, I think, what keeps people coming back, especially folks who um, are a little more timid, which is not uncommon amongst poets.
1: Yeah. I you know the the audience listening audience can't see me. I'm sitting here just grinning listening to you explain this because <laughs> yeah. that just gets me so excited. It's like check your ego at the door, check your your name tags at the door and when you walk in everybody is just a poet. And everybody has that voice. That's so exciting. I just love that. Yeah.
0: And it's not uh like fluffy or anything like that because You know, one of the the things I've noticed in any time I've been in a leadership role, whether it's in sports or in my career or in the artistic world, it's always the same. When you are brutally honest about what people are doing well and and what they're doing right, they tend to be a lot less likely to just shrug it off as a nicety. You know, when you hit a chord with somebody and you're like, I understand what you're trying to say and I'm really glad you said it and they believe you, then yeah. it inspires this sort of, uh, as far as I've noticed, a, a real courage in people to put themselves out there.
1: Yeah. Well, it makes a difference to have um, sincere and deep conversation about the work as opposed to, you know, I, I mean, every, every creative out there has had this where you, you show it to your friends and family, and they're like, oh, that's really nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, why do you like that? oh, it's just very nice, (laughs) you know, it's like,
0: exactly, exactly,
1: or, and and they won't tell you if it's complete dross either, because, you know, they just don't want to hurt your feelings, or they don't, they don't want to admit that they don't understand it, and it's when you get, get in there, and chew on the bone of what you're doing with other people, that uh, the tremendous growth happens, so that's so cool. Yeah.
0: When when I sort of recruit or enlist people to be quote unquote workshop instructors at Green uh-huh. Street, um, that's kind of a misnomer because they're not really instructing anybody. You know, uh, they're more. Yeah. I, I I recruit personalities that are good at getting people talking and yeah. getting conversation flowing and making sure people feel welcome. That's the real talent in leading a Green Street workshop. It's it has <laughs> People sometimes get insulted when I say this, but I say you don't have to be good at writing at all, actually, to be a good uh, workshop instructor. Typically, they are, but the the hard part in being a leader is, like you said, putting that ego aside and bringing other people into the fold so that they can grow.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Now, do you have any um, any I don't know if ambitions is the the right word. Do you have any Have you given any thought to taking it out of where you are and developing this model that seems so successful and growing it into you know other communities.
0: Yeah I've been thinking about this pretty much nonstop for the last year and a half. Good I'm glad I asked the the question. (laughs) (laughs) Well if I had the time and the money then this would be a Global phenomenon, and I would go traveling to different cities and teaching people how to replicate it. But it's mm-hmm. just not really in the cards right now. Uh, and also, there's a lot of people excited about it. But when it comes to the organizational aspects of it and the work that needs to be done right. to set these workshops up and plan them, it's really just me. yeah, and I'm not the kind of guy right now to be asking people for much when it comes to that stuff. So sure. if somebody comes to me and says, Hey, look, I'm, I want to spend six or 10 or 12 hours a week helping you build this thing. They are more than welcome. And I guarantee we will explode even more. But um, until that time comes right now, it's just going to be sort of, like I said, it's growing, but it's, it's becoming more potent, which I think is almost more important. Yeah. So yeah. yeah.
1: Very cool. Well, and Mm -hmm. this, this isn't the only thing you do.
0: No, no, I do many things.
1: So you're part of Toho Journal, is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. So Toho was a sort of, it's about the same age as Green Street um, in the sense that around the same time I was getting Green Street off the ground, I met this strange fella by the name of Andres Cruciani, who attended (laughs) one of my workshops uh, because he saw one of my flyers. And After the workshop, he proceeded to lure me to the nearest Irish pub with promises of cheap whiskey and good conversation, which I can't resist.
1: All right, that's an easy lure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, in that conversation, we discussed creating a journal, which had been something that he'd been thinking about for a long time. And so have I. I just never, like I said, it's hard to build things on your own. And the fact that I had somebody, a potential partner who wanted to do that, made me think okay well all right let's do it and that was probably just over a year ago okay and um, through a lot of pushing uh each other and assembling an incredible team of editors and marketers and reviewers uh, we've really built a, a serious operation with this toho journal thing and it's just like green street it really has blown up on the the philly literary scene
1: no, oh, that's exciting. Um, I, yeah. well, I like I like the description. When I was tooling around on the the website earlier, um, Toho, with the meaning of sword in Japanese, and how you are looking for concise. Um, you're not looking for the epic, but you're mm-hmm. looking for the essence and the and the that that perfect nugget. Um, tell tell me a little bit more about that as far as, you know, so our, our listeners get an idea that what Toho does, you do um, poetry, of course, and then um, short stories.
0: Yeah, we do it all. We It's poetry, fiction, nonfiction. Uh, we also take art submissions as well. Um, really, the sort of guidelines for the submissions and the stuff we like to publish is 500 words or less, and that sort of aligns with the the ethos of the organization in general. To to get down to the most essential parts of what it is, you have to say, again, this, this concept of potency, and really cutting away at the fluff and the ego to get to what really matters. Okay. And yeah. as, as a submission or a, a journal that takes short submissions, it's very poet-friendly. <laughs> um, uh, And it's been a great partnership, and and another reason why I think it's been so successful and why our organizations have uh, done so well partnering together in almost everything is that we help each other sort of accomplish the goals that we set out to accomplish. I mean, one of my main goals, besides building a community and bringing people together with Green Street, was to help people not only have the confidence, but to find a path towards achieving their goals as writers, yeah. whether that's writing a book or being published in a journal or whatever. And I'll tell you what, starting a literary journal is a great way <laughs> to uh, <laughs> provide people that path. Um, some of the other ones, especially the more established ones in the city and worldwide are, they, they're they really hard to sort of, uh, I don't know, be, be, recognized in, or, or to get across the table from a, an editor, have your work seen is yeah. really challenging. As somebody who's been trying to get published for forever, I can attest to that. So it's been good to have this sort of outlet and uh, resource for the people yeah. who are in our community.
1: Yeah, well, and I, and I just love how everything seems very interconnected uh, from the, the, the basic beginnings of the journal uh, and the relationship to Green Street but this overall sense of of support, uh, the the interconnectedness, sorry, that's a hard word for me to say, of of the creative process from beginning to end and that awareness. And I I like the word you use, potency, of um, getting to what the most important part of it is. And um, the fact that you've created this community this journal, all with the, like, uh, the word you used was ethos, which is perfect of, of supporting each other, of providing a place where, uh, you can sit across the table, uh, literally and figuratively. Right. From someone else. And I think that's such a great idea.
0: Yeah, it really, it really makes it, I mean, I've, from the outside, I, I wasn't really in the literary community before I started Green Street. It was That was sort of my entrance into it. But I always felt, even though I was a poet, that it was sort of, uh, it was guarded uh, in yeah. a sense, either. And maybe that was just a, a false perception of mine because I have met tons of people doing amazing things around the city that are very similar um, in yeah. the sense that it's very inviting. But you know, it's hard to look at some of the great work Done and published in these journals, and think that you have a chance, especially if you're a, a budding writer. So I wanted to create right. an atmosphere where that wasn't the case.
1: Yeah, that, that's terrific. That's yeah. terrific. Now I'm going to circle back here um, to when we first started talking, uh, because you, like so many of us, have be- began as a writer, of course, and you have, as an outcropping of the work you've done with Green Street, you have a new chapbook out, and that's called Vapor, and yes. uh, that came through workshops with Green Street, didn't it? Or am I, or am I off on that? Okay.
0: You, you are spot on. Um, okay. Over the past year, the poems that I've been bringing to be reviewed and workshopped have all essentially all been poems that were going into this chapbook. Um so yeah, it just it just came out about a week ago and it's also oh, my very first book.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great.
0: Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I've been writing for about 16 years and I finally put something out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Well, that's a big step to, to get your your work beyond what you're comfortable with. You know, to take that step yeah. and say, here, oh, here you go, world. This is this is essentially me on these pages and be kind.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was honestly, the writing part was easy. The, the finding the bravery to actually, you know, etch something in stone and say that this is me was the hardest part. And that's like, at a certain point, I was just like, you know, I can't keep telling other people that they need to put themselves out there and still be afraid and still be suffering from this like imposter syndrome and not putting my own stuff out there.
1: Yeah, so, oh, um, imposter syndrome. That's yeah, that's a big deal. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh it was actually um I needed a sort of a fire under my butt to get this thing done and I actually completed this chapbook through a Chapbook course that uh Toho Publishing put on and it was okay. led by a friend of mine, actually one of the guys who um was coming to the original Green Street Shops, Sean Henrehan. He's a really accomplished poet uh, around Philadelphia. And he, the, co- the course was six poets signed up, and in 49 days, meeting once a week, discussed, analyzed, rearranged, and learned about writing a chapbook. And at the end of it, we all put our final chapbooks together and published it together. And Actually, this Saturday, March seventh, is our launch party, and all six of us are going to be uh, reading from our journals and drinking and celebrating with our friends and family. So it's pretty amazing. That's,
1: yeah, I was I was going to ask you about that event because I had seen it um, publicized on on Instagram. For people who are in your local area, could you is that open to the public? Can they
0: can they oh, join yeah. in? Oh yeah, yeah. The tickets are uh, can be found at www.tohopub.com just go to the events page and uh, you can also find a link to it on our website tickets are ten dollars and it's BYOB and uh, it's really just going to be it's going to be a celebration it's not just writers and stuff it's like my whole family's coming out um, and the families of the other poets it's really going to be um, a celebration of the fact that five out of six of us are publishing chat books for the very first time and um, I think it's going to be a really special event, and it's going to be a great opportunity for any poets, especially those who think that they might be ready to publish a chapbook, to learn about how we pulled ours together, and just how possible and non-terrifying it is.
1: Oh, I love that. Yes, that's great. I I wish I was in the area. I'd be all over that. Um, oh, yeah, that'd be great. So, let's see. I'd, I'd like to have you share social media connections for both um, your own work, but then for Green Street and for Toho, I wanna to make sure um, everyone has a quick and easy reference so that they can go find you and follow you and cheer you on.
0: Sure, yeah, so the best way to interact with Green Street, as you probably know, is uh, through Instagram. That's really the only social platform that we live on. So. Uh, It's just at Green Street Poetry, or you can find us at www.greenstreetpoetry.com. It's where we list all of our upcoming events and all the information about how to be a part of our workshop and what it entails and all that stuff. Uh, I don't personally have a link to an artist page or anything like that, but you can find my book uh, on Amazon. Just type in Josh Martin Vapor. And you'll find it there perfect and any information about Toho can be found at TohoPub.com or on Instagram as well
1: all right sounds great Josh thank you so much is there anything else you you. want to share with us or did we did we cover your basis for you
0: oh yes absolutely Um, forgot to say this but submissions are open for the uh, spring edition of Toho Journal. So we really encourage any writers listening, fiction, nonfiction, poetry uh, or artists to submit your work. Um, I, I like to emphasize that we are still a budding publication. So the chances that your work will be carefully reviewed by our editorial staff are extremely high. So it's a great opportunity to get in a, a really exciting magazine
1: terrific well i i know for a fact there are a few folks that are going to hear this and they'll be all over it i might be one of those but i'm not going to (laughs) talk i hope so (laughs) so all right josh thank you so much
0: yeah thank you i really appreciate you uh giving me the time and i i i love what you're doing um i think that our missions are Uh, aligned in almost every way. So I really appreciate what you're doing. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you. Just a reminder, make sure you follow Josh and Green Street Poetry on Instagram at Green Street Poetry. Easy enough. And hop over to greenstreetpoetry.com, especially if you're in the Philadelphia area to learn more about workshops and participating in this thriving poetry community. Also, follow Toho Journal on Instagram at Toho Journal and head over to TohoPub.com to see all the great things they've got going on as well as their submission opportunities. One last plug, look for Vapor, Josh's chat book on Amazon. That's it for today's episode. I love learning about ways that creatives are connecting and developing supportive, encouraging community. It demonstrates how much better we are together. It can be difficult to find your people. If you are lucky enough to live close to Green Street Poetry, make sure you look into what they have to offer. If not, maybe it's time to take matters into your own hands. What would it look like to create a vibrant, strong poetry group, a painting group, a writer's group? Or maybe you know the perfect person to make that happen. Perhaps it's two of you maybe 20, but all it takes is one to step into that space and make something beautiful happen. I'm going to close now with a thank you to our sponsors and supporters. Marketing, hey, this is not my thing at all. It has always been a goal to keep PoetKind free to listeners and subscribers. PoetKind doesn't have a website, and we utilize social media as our primary source for getting the word out. I'm not super comfortable with paid sponsorship advertising because frankly I haven't discovered relevant content that I could get behind with a clear conscience. This said, there is an option to support PoetKind as a sort of patron. There's a link on most platforms that will take you to a page where you can support us for as little as 99 cents a month. Sponsoring us this way helps PoetKind move forward and cover what nominal expenses we incur. Everything from business cards to postage, headphones to microphones. There are other ways to support PoetKind as well, though. We do have a wish list on Amazon because we need new equipment to grow into the next phase, to record off-site and provide other opportunities. The best way to support PoetKind, though, is to just keep listening, to tell others, and to let me know what you want to hear. Thank you to the brave ones who have decided we are bringing good things to their earbuds and want to keep us going. We believe in our message that it's okay to compare notes, not each other, that we are so much better together. Thank you for listening and remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at PoetKind Podcast, and Make sure to say hi, share what you're working on, share a poem, or whatever is rocking your socks at the moment. I love to hear from listeners. Take care, write kind, create kind, live kind, poet kind.